Hello and welcome to the Amanda Perry podcast, a weekly memo from my brain to yours. 20 minute brain slurp to listen to on your commute or run or while you're having a bath because honestly, who has an hour? Definitely not me. So the idea is a little bit from me and then a load from you. Every week I'll be asking for your questions on Instagram and I'll answer them on here giving you a little shout out along the way. Welcome to episode 7 of the Amanda Perry podcast. I am recording this from a very uh, sunny bank holiday weekend actually. If you are listening to this now, then I recorded it yesterday. (laughs) This is confusing. If you're listening to it in the future, then we are August bank holiday 2020. Um, And this week, I want to talk to you about something. So this week on my Instagram, I shared shared a a lovely, lovely testimonial, actually, from a coaching client and someone who we we actually work with him within the agency and I work with him one-to-one on a coaching basis as well. And we have, in the last, uh, started working together in late January and in during that time we've gone from him doing about a grand a month to doing 100k months and this testimonial was wonderful and it was an absolute thrill and an honor to even get those words written and then sharing it it really made me realize something and that is that I was getting a lot of messages and a lot of people tagging people like business partners or relatives or friends in the post going this is what we need or or this please or people messaging me going I want that like that last post I want that do that for me and it's really really made me um analyze like what it is that has has helped us get this client to this point and what it is about a person that is is you know that kind of person that's like give me that like I want to buy that in a box and the person who truly goes to get it because the truth is that I could work with someone else who has exactly the same product as as Dean and we wouldn't get anywhere near there and what is that thing what's the difference I'm personally working with a business coach at the moment and like we don't have to discuss things twice. As soon as the idea is kind of floated, it's done and I'm implementing, I'm moving forward and the the business has progressed so much because of it. And it's really made me sort of reflect on what that thing is and what that person, what the the qualities of that person and the the kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The fundamentals of their business that really helps them grow quickly and hit the targets that they want to hit and I've kind of broken it down into a few areas I covered this on Instagram a little bit but I just wanted to go into a bit more detail this week because I think it's really really important and I think the first thing that I want to cover is that in this age of like Instagram social media so many people having businesses comparison all that kind of thing it's so easy for us to almost forget what we actually want to achieve and we get swept up into this like for example no one no one that was tagged 
on my post said like if someone tagged them and said oh this is what we want no one said actually no that's not what I want thanks I don't want a million pound business we're all conditioned to think that we want more and faster and harder and blah 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 all that kind of stuff and it's just not true for a lot of people in fact a lot of the clients that I work with they might even start off thinking that that's what they want but when we really drill down into what's important in their life right now I work with lots of clients who've like just had babies. In fact, someone on my accelerator, she signed up to the accelerator, came along to the first call and I, I we discussed it. I knew it, but I'd kind of forgotten that she was literally about to have a baby. So by the second week, she'd had her baby. Third week, she's back on the call again. <laughs> she's there and people are doing this and that's amazing. But I'm not of the school of thought that is like, we have to have everything and we have to have it right now and you have to kill yourself to do it because you're never going to get those, that time back with, you know, your newborn baby or even like young kids, you know, be there for your kids. If it's a case of, if it's a case of working your nuts off or being there for your kids, I would always say be there for your kids, you know, that yes, there's a way of building money and being there for your kids. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But if that's your priority right now, and you don't have the the bandwidth or the you know capacity at the moment to work hard on the side i'm not down with all this you know working like all night going to bed at two three o'clock in the morning it's just not practical when you've got a young family so i think the first thing is about being really honest with yourself and um, looking at your life and your priorities right now, there's nothing to say that we have to have everything right now. And just as a caveat to that, I think particularly with product-based businesses, like service-based businesses, you can you can make the money and fit your, your time in around the children. It's a bit easier. But product-based businesses are intensive. They are labor-intensive. They are cost-intensive. You've got a cost of goods. You've got you know, those core like customer service hours where you kind of need someone responding to emails. And yes, outsourcing is the most viable, flexible option. But I do think it's really, really important for us to be honest with ourselves and think, what do we want right now? Do we want to grow a team? Is that even what we want? You know, when you start looking at your business, if the reason we first got into it is for freedom and flexibility and to be able to do what we want when we want does that fit in with having a team of people and and an office or a unit or whatever that looks like so I think the first thing is to be really honest with ourselves and to know exactly what we want so if we are looking at these 100k months it's knowing what we want as in what is the end goal of that why do we want that do we just want it because we want to be able to say we've got a a million pound business million pound turnover is it going to fund the life that you want is it a means to an end in terms of starting another business is it that you want to build a team and you want this kind of legacy brand that's going to you know be be global and you're going to build it out so really being clear about that or do you decide when you look at it and you think actually I really love working by myself I love doing the post office runs said nobody ever <laughs> that might be you you know you might really love that side of it you might love doing customer service I can't imagine it in a million years but there might be someone listening who's like 
you know what? Actually, I really love that customer interaction. And, uh, and yes, getting the nasty emails is never fun, but actually the good emails far outweigh it. And I love being able to have that discussion, having that closeness to the customer. And you'll often find this in like maker businesses where you're the one making the actual product. Some people kind of uh, become their own bottleneck because it's a craft that they, whether rightly or wrongly, that they believe that no one else could do. And it's the fact that they do it. And if we're looking at growing a business with a product that only you can make and you only have a certain capacity of, you know, a certain uh, amount of free time each day, then you're quickly going to get into a position where you just can't, like the maths just don't work. You can't make a hundred grand a month out of a product that takes you four hours to make and only you you can make it. You know, you kind of have to, have to be dictated by your free time and how much product you can make. And that really is your ceiling unless you can add in some other products. Um, so being really, really clear on what you want is definitely, definitely the first thing. I think when I think about Dean in particular and the testimonial that I shared in this particular client, I have never, ever seen anyone implement the way that this man does. So in terms of like, you know, he he joined the Ecom Business, uh, Ecom Growth Hub back in uh, January, binged on the course in like a weekend, maybe three days. And by the next week had his um, Facebook funnel up and running. Now, I will say it worked straight away. Like his ads worked really, really quickly. I think in that first month, he went from a grand to 20 grand. Uh, and really quickly, he was doing 50k months. And now we've managed to scale him up to 100k months. And I think another really important part here is to say that that doesn't happen overnight. You know, ads aren't just like put more money in, get more results. So you really have to build these solid foundations. So actually to get from a grand to 100 grand in six months, is is a real achievement like that's a that's a really fast rate of growth obviously it would be a, a ridiculously fast rate of go growth if it was organic but even using ads to get you from a grand a month bearing in mind what the last six months has looked like and the personal stuff that's come along with that and the you know there was actually about a month of not running ads maybe even six weeks of not running ads and slightly changing business direction so that's a real achievement I just wouldn't want people to think that ads are just a case of like keep putting more money in and get more and get more money out they are the the basic kind of principle is that but it does take time and it takes testing and it takes you know a certain amount of um of patience as well so really being prepared to put the work in i think a lot of us are guilty if we're really really honest with ourselves of you know it's almost grass is greener isn't it thinking oh god i want what they want but are we really prepared to put the work in and that means you know a lot of sacrifice like i think Dean would confess as I would to being a workaholic and you know we have occasional meltdowns where we have to have a chat because it's just not sustainable to carry on working to that at that full tilt all the time and so we have um, discussions around that I'm sure he would be more than happy to admit that you know to go through that rapid growth is really really like constantly leveling up and it's constantly like okay I had a business that was doing a thousand pounds a month now it's doing a hundred thousand pounds a month that's a very very different business in a very short amount of time 
So be prepared to put the work in, but also be prepared to be quite self-critical and self-aware in terms of what you need as a person and what the business needs in terms of all aspects. And I would say this kind of growth really only... I would almost go as far as to say that it's only sustainable with external help. It would, be, I think it would be really difficult to grow this fast and just kind of rely on your own judgment. And, you know, you need those external factors. Like we've been working with them on org charts and hiring and all that operational stuff, which he's really, really good at. But it's like sometimes you just need a sounding board. It's not enough to, for it just to kind of be going around in your head. So really be prepared to work, put the work in, be prepared to implement. Unfortunately, nothing's going to come from you just sitting there wishing it. As much as we'd like to think that's what manifesting means, it actually doesn't. It means putting the work in and making it happen. The third thing I would say that um, Dean in particular is an absolute genius with and is really, really important, and this is where I see loads of e-com businesses fail, product businesses, is that they don't understand the model they don't understand what the data means they don't understand the whole principle of econ which is all about the data i know i mentioned it last week but the guys who run um gymshark that's just been valued at a billion pounds or a billion dollars have put the whole thing down to understanding data and they really understand the value of that data and the value of acquiring this data. And sometimes we'll have conversations with clients who say, oh, I've been speaking to my accountant and they say I'm spending a lot on on marketing and they don't understand the model. They don't understand the econ model, which is about all that upfront investment, bring the bring the customer in, acquire that customer into the business and then sell to them time and time again. And so, yeah, if we're looking at a 30-day view, it can look like you're just spending loads on marketing. But when you look at that over six months or even 12 months, you'll see that without investing in that marketing, you wouldn't have brought all those customers into the business. And so you wouldn't have had all those repeat sales. So it's really important to understand that. It's quite frustrating when we have have that conversation with clients where they're, their accountants are very kind of old school retail or old school like black and white, you know, you're or maybe even um, used to like marketplaces or something, you know, where they're saying, oh, well, you this is your commission per sale. And we understand that model. We're not paying a commission per sale. We're we're purchasing that customer. We're purchasing the customer data. And a lot of bigger brands that we work with are happy to do that on a break even basis. So they don't they're not even bothered about the ROAS they don't even want to get that return some of the brands we work with are happy with like 0.75 return so they're paying 25% to acquire that customer 25p in every pound to acquire that customer into their business because they know that once they've tried the product they will purchase from them time and time again or they know that they have a range of products where you might come in on a I don't know, let's say a candle, for example, but then you've bought into that lifestyle and you're going to keep purchasing and maybe the next purchase rather than a £30 candle will be a £50 crockery set or, you know, set of pyjamas or something and then an £80 and the the, the more the trust builds and the more they love that postal experience and the customer service you give them and the value packed emails that you send them 
that you start to work them up that product ladder, up that value ladder. And so that customer that you've bought in, that you've essentially paid to acquire, is ultimately worth £500 to you or £200 to you. And so that's where the model starts to make sense and where people can see that actually, yeah, of course I'm prepared to lose on that first, on that acquisition of that customer because I know that over the next year I'm going to make £200 out of that person. So, of course, I'm prepared to pay £5 to acquire them or £10 to acquire them. And that's really where we see a lot of people fall down and it's it's really gutting because they so nearly get there and it's like, no, no, it's just that you're just about to bring that first wave back to make the second purchase. But, you know... It's a case of confidence and understanding the data and understanding e-commerce. Not everyone does. So I would say that's really, really important before you even start thinking about growing to those 100K, 200K, 300K months. Really, really understand the data in your business and understand how your e-commerce model works. So the e-commerce model is like acquiring a customer, selling to them time and time again through your marketing efforts. Your econ model is about what do your what does your product range look like? Is there do you have one product and is there a life cycle to it? So if you have one product that is say you'll often see this on Dragon's Den, won't you, where they say, you know, what's the what's the sales cycle of it? Like when will someone need to buy this again? And the inventor really proudly says, no, no, they last a lifetime. And the and dragon the dragons are like, oh, I'm not interested then because they need to understand what that next purchase looks like. What's the value of that next purchase once we've acquired that customer? And this is where a lot of brands you'll see, the single product brands will have maybe five or six single product brands and they'll share the data within that. Some uh, GDPR uh, um, compliancy issues within that depending on which country you're based in but the model is a really really profitable one where you're sharing the customer data so within your within each brand there's only one product but they are relative the, the products relate to each other and so you know someone that's bought the candle will also go on to buy the skincare let's say skincare or the pajamas or you know whatever these products are um, that all complement each other and so that's really really important to understand and then the last one and I have talked about this before but I can't talk about this subject without going back to it is really understanding the cost of growth so really understanding like okay I want to do 100k months what does that look like in terms of buying in stock so what investment do I need to make in stock in people in like growth in terms of am I going to go to a fulfillment center am I going to have to get a new unit what's the cost of that so really understanding I think nothing's more disheartening than when someone thinks that we've had this before with clients we're good at spotting it now and good at asking the right questions but certainly when the agency first started people come to us and say I want to hit 50k I want to hit 100k months and then we'd start going and realize that they didn't understand their data and they didn't have enough to invest in that growth because it's all right for us getting the sales and we can, if if all everything else is uh, correct, so you've got the right product, the right offer, your website's you know, good, you've got great user experience, you've got a good like customer service, all the rest of it. 
we can get the sales for you, but can you afford to keep up? And I think until you tip over that, again, going back to understanding your sales cycle, until you tip over that first, tip into that second sale, which is where usually the profit is, can you afford to plug that gap? Or is there something that you can do to plug that gap? Say, for example, some people will work with their suppliers to extend their payment terms or they'll work with their suppliers to come up with a slightly more creative purchasing model, which might be like some sort of drop shipping model or, you know, there's there's always flexibility there, but it's really, really important to understand the numbers. And when I think of the clients who haven't understood the numbers and the way that it's ended with them, it's a really it's just not worth going into that before you know exactly what it's going to cost you. And and this kind of comes back to the first point, which is understanding what you want. So once you understand what you want and your ultimate vision, that will kind of feed into to the cost of growth as well. Because do you want to build a team? Are you happy to manage a team? Or do you have someone in mind that can manage a team for you? Because at this point, when you're looking at growing, you really need to think about, okay, I want a team in that are going to pack orders for me because it's really important for me to build something and build a legacy and I want a business that's here for years to come. Or are you going to go out to a fulfillment house because you think, okay, yeah, maybe one day I do want, want all of that stuff. But right now, I've got young kids or I've got a young family or I really love my freedom. I want to go off traveling. I want to spend time on other projects, in which case I'm going to use a fulfillment center. And I understand that the cost of that fulfillment center is saving my cost on a unit and a team and all the all the costs that come along with that business rates and PAYE and all of that saves all of that by going to a fulfillment center. And yes, it's going to feel like I'm paying them a lot, but actually the equivalent would be to build, you know, a team of five or 10 people and pay rent for my unit. And so really understanding that cost of growth. And I've been having this conversation a lot with people in the hub actually about how do I, if it's my first year in business, how do I forecast um, Q4? So really going back to, okay, think of think of the number that you'd like to do based intelligently on the sales that you've generally done. Looking over the lockdown period was a really good a reflection of that a lot of people were saying they were trading at around or maybe even a little bit above black friday um christmas sales so looking at what you did during lockdown forecasting that growth and then matching it up to what you can actually do what does that look like as monthly so if you forecast q4 as a whole what does that look like monthly weekly and daily and then based on your average order value how many orders is that getting out and is that even possible or are you gonna? Are you saying right? There's two of us, and we can get 100 orders out a day. And based on the figures I've forecasted for Q4, we're gonna have to get out four 400 orders a day. So do I have I got room in my unit to employ two more people, or do I want to now start looking at a fulfillment center solution right now and and looking at a way of supporting me for that? And it's really important. I can't tell you the amount of people that I speak to that kind of 
have these romantic dreams and beat themselves up actually <laughs> about not doing more money and when you really dig down deep it's it's just not right for them right now and that's fine you know money doesn't solve everything it's different level different devil you know you're not going to start making 100k as, as Dean will tell you and all of a sudden all your problems go it's a new set of problems so I just thought it was really worth like breaking that down because I know how easy it is, particularly in this day and age where it feels like there's always someone to compare yourself to and always someone to make you feel a bit crap about what you're doing. I think it's really important to understand what it takes to build a business that is doing that much money that quickly. And there'll be someone out there that's an exception and says to me, you know, I do 100k and I don't know any of that stuff. Although I find it hard to believe if you are that person, please do get in touch because I'd love to have a chat with you. I'm re- this stuff really, really fascinates me. Like what is the difference between people who do it and people who don't do it if all the other factors were the same so say for example like I don't have kids Dean doesn't have kids and I do think that's a massive part of it because we have you know much more spare time and can also be a lot more we can also take a lot more risks because it feels like we don't have that level of responsibility and I know that and I'm you know, I'm not sat here going, lucky me, I've got no children, far from it. But I do think that's a factor. Um, But it really interests me to think about what, what is the difference in those people? You know, I just find it a really fascinating thought. And I think that the four things I've discussed today, so really knowing what you want, being prepared to put the work in and being in actually not prepared, because I think we're all prepared, but being in a position to put the work in. So really being in a position to do that, you know, if you had to, could you just work all weekend on your business? I'm not saying that's a healthy thing to do, but I'm sure there are weekends that we've all had to do that. Understanding the data in your business um, and the value of the data in your business and e-com as a model and then understanding the true cost of growth. And I, th- I think if you can nail those four things, you're in a great position to move your business forward. And a lot of the one-to-one coaching clients that I'm working with right now, that that's the work. The work is understanding all of this and being able to move forward into to hit the goals that they want to hit. So I think it's really important. I hope you find it as interesting as I do. Gone over my 20 minutes again, but I'm not going to apologize because if you found that valuable, then I'm sure you can forgive me for six minutes. Uh, Thank you for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please remember to subscribe or um, leave me a review. I'd love a review if you enjoyed it. It really, really helps get up the charts and like find more people and that kind of thing. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love it. I'd love it if you would share it with a friend who you think would find it useful as well. Thanks again for joining me. Come and find me on Instagram at Amanda Perry. If you need more help with your business, I have just launched some performance coaching slots, which I are on my website. So come over to amandaperry.co.uk and have a look at those. And if you need help growing your business, come and join us in the Ecom Growth Hub as well, where we're ramping up for Q4 and we'd love to work with you on that. Have a great week. I'll speak to you next week. Okay.